And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good evening. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, and today we're going to talk to Bay McFarlane from Mary's Advocates about her ministry upholding marriage. Bay spoke for Human Life International Rome about the marriage crisis and the Catholic Code of Canon Law. Her paper was distributed to the delegates at the Synod of Bishops. Mary's Advocates' work has been publicized by the National Catholic Register, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and LifeSite News. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can learn more about us by going to malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments in faith and the law. Bay, can you tell us a little bit about Mary's Advocates and its ministry? Sure. Thanks, Whit. Um, Mary's Advocates is a nonprofit, and our mission is to reduce unilateral no-fault divorce and support those who are unjustly abandoned. And I know you know what unilateral no-fault divorce is, but should I give a real quick yeah, description that, for listeners? That would be great. Okay. Um, Unilateral, meaning one person can go to a civil court and say, I feel like I want a divorce. And by merely saying that, the state has power to take over one's family and force a no-fault divorce on the other spouse and children. Um, We didn't have that 100 years ago. So that's one problem that um, we're working to reduce. And the other thing is supporting those who are unjustly abandoned. It's a very confusing time in one's life when your spouse is reneging on the marriage promises. Um, Emotionally, it's very, very difficult. But then you've got all the the secular world and the bombardment of information for people who say things like, you know, yeah, you got to go after him, or why do you want to be married to someone who doesn't want to be married to you, or hey, your marriage failed, your marriage ended. So um, we support people who recognize that marriage is for life. Yeah. And, you know, you just mentioned that, and, and I, a long time ago, I used to do divorce. I don't do it anymore. Uh, but uh, it used to be so easy if a client came into your office, and not that I did it, but I could tell when other lawyers were doing it. It's very easy to say, you know, he did that to you or she did that to you, and, you know, you're off to the races in a very uh, uh, difficult situation. It's so easy to make these things get way over the top. Uh, What kinds of activities does uh, Mary's Advocates engage in? Well, it's kind of two-prong. The second prong is the one where we support those who are unjustly abandoned. And that's an email discussion group. We have a monthly phone call. We have a book that we use where we just support each other, remaining loving towards our spouses, even though our spouses have chosen to force divorce or separation on us. Then the other thing, on a very practical level, what do we do to try to reduce unilateral no-fault divorce, 
we're primarily an educational organization in that regard, and we have some tools that we provide for people who visit us or, or reach out to me. Well, um, we're going to talk about that in a little while, uh, but how did you become interested in this ministry? Well, you know, I used to talk about that a lot. I don't talk about it as much anymore, but about um, my husband and I were married uh, 26 years ago, 28 years ago, and we were very serious, faithful Christians, would never miss Mass on Sunday. We were Roman Catholic, and for reasons that to this day are still mysterious to me, um, my husband decided to withdraw from marriage and file a no-fault divorce. And then my eyes opened up and I started to get educated. And I found out that there's plenty of, um, usually it's reliable husbands whose wives do this. The wife will file a no-fault divorce against the husband. He loses his children a lot of the time and he's required to pay for it. And it just seems to be this grave injustice that nobody was talking about it. I was like, how can this be? So I started publicizing my research findings about civil law, church law, constitutional principles, my own experience. And um, I've been doing it full time for about three years, arriving on donations okay. right now. All right. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malk and Baker. Today we're speaking with Bay McFarlane about her ministry, Mary's Advocates Engaged in Upholding Marriage. You know, until the latter half of the 20th century, as you were mentioning, uh, Bay, divorce in most states required grounds, typically limited to adultery, abuse, abandonment, and a few other things. But over the years, almost every state has moved to what is, in effect, no-fault divorce, uh, and that is, as you've called it, unilateral divorce. The party desiring a divorce need not show any fault on the part of his or her spouse in order to obtain a divorce. What did Jesus say about marriage, Bay? Well, the one thing he says, what God has joined together, let no one pull asunder. And then in Mark, Mark 10, he says, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And then in 1 Corinthians, um, we hear a wife should not separate from her husband. And if she does separate, she must either remain single or become reconciled to her husband. And a husband should not divorce his wife. And the thing that separates Christians from people who don't care about following moral principles is that we recognize the difference between grounds for separation, but you're always moving towards reconciliation. So you might need to be separated. You're moving towards reconciliation. That's what Jesus talks about. Don't separate, but if you do, you always need to become reconciled or move towards reconciliation. The court system doesn't care about that at all. All they know is permanent divorce. And then um, the other thing is don't intersect these second so-called marriages. It's adultery. And adultery was recognized in scriptural times as a bad thing. So it's like the culture has got it upside down. Now the woman who wants to go commit adultery gets rewarded in no-fault divorce while the innocent husband is just left in the, in the, in the gutter. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've discovered over the years, uh, even when at first I wondered why the scriptures would prohibit or uh, mandate a particular um, conduct, uh, such as uh, don't gossip or uh, don't get divorced, uh, I often wondered why, you know, God would say that. Um, in effect, you know, I would ask like the serpent in the garden, uh, did God really say uh, don't gossip, don't get divorced? And uh, but, you know, as as time goes on and, and I consider 
how these how these things affect society, I, I begin to realize that uh, a society which follows biblical norms is happier and more just. And I wonder if you could, in a couple of minutes, describe uh, what the benefits of upholding tr- traditional marriage in society uh, would be for the society and also for the couple. Well, for one thing, we, we're seeing, hearing about these horrific crimes that are occurring because of fatherless homes. So what is the natural role that a dad has towards his children? And the dads are being kicked out of their own homes because of no-fault divorce. And the state, instead, is trying to raise children. So that, that's, you know, how's that working out for us? That's not working out very well at all. And then um, what about the other thing is that we as people are created in God's image and likeness. I mean, whether you believe in God or not, that's just true. And one of the characteristics about God is he is in, he's in communion with Father, Son, and Spirit. Human beings are designed to be in relationship. So people are most satisfied and joy-filled and have purpose when they are in relationship. So here you've got a husband and wife. This is a good thing. And instead, when the wife, I mean, in every marriage has crises. Nobody is marrying a perfect saint. So what's happening is we have couples who have the natural inclination. Of course, they want sexual fidelity. How many people, I mean, some people do, but when you really get down to it, I've heard the statistics show that um, people want permanence when they start raising children and having a family with somebody. They would much prefer permanence, and they certainly don't want their partner to be out having sexual intimate relations with everybody else. So there's like natural stuff. People enter into it with that idea, and then the civil court comes in when a crisis occurs, and instead of telling the person that's disillusioned and unhappy, hey, this is normal, there's people who can help you grow in virtue, you'll be happier when you figure this out, the court says, hey, great, you have your right to a no-fault divorce, and the lawyers will take your money. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a little biased. <laughs> well, well, no, I, I can agree with you about the money thing. It, uh, uh, my experience is that a lot, of, uh, a lot of times you only get to actually finish the divorce proceeding after all the liquid assets are exhausted by paying the lawyers. So it's, it's, uh, it, it's crazy. It's like kidnapping. It's like one, once both people are in the system— I mean, you know, you know this. You, a party is not told that by filing for divorce, you're telling the court, I want you to take over my children and my money. And then when the other person comes back and says, I want a divorce also, then you've got two parties telling the government, I want you to take over my children and my money. And lawyers get to charge tons and hundreds. I mean, I've heard hundreds of thousands. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And uh, so uh, what do you think? Is there, is there hope? Uh, I mean, is this a, something that could be changed? In about 30 well, seconds? Got, say that again? In about 30 seconds, is there hope uh, for change? There's, all, there, there, there's always hope. You know, we used to be a culture that thought that, thought that slavery was normal. And now people are recognize, you know, people don't think that's normal anymore. So I'm, I'm not worried about hope. I'm just worried about what can we do in the meantime with what's in front of us. Thank you, Bay. Coming up, we will talk further about Bay's ministry in promoting true biblical marriage. I'm uh, Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, partner of the law firm of Malk and Baker, and we're talking with Bay McFarland from Mary's Advocates, a not-for-profit ministry seeking to uphold true Christian marriage for the benefit of Christian couples and society as a whole. Uh, you know, Bay, some advocates of no-fault divorce say that ending an unhappy marriage is a good thing, even when there are children involved. They are better off with divorced parents than unhappily married parents. What do you say to that? You know, in situations where you have something greatly dangerous going on or horrible gambling addiction where people, someone's taking all the money away, okay, maybe, maybe a separation is good. But that unhappy is a good thing for divorce, uh, I, I just say the lawyers are the ones who want to keep it that way because it makes their jobs really, really easy. Nobody has to prove anything. All you have to do is pass paperwork back and forth and make people go broke. But um, let's, let's ask the children. Um, Leela Miller, who was just a mom, a stay-at-home mom, she was a blogger, she's a college-educated, smart lady, she started collecting stories of adult children of divorce, and her book, Primal Loss, The Now Adult Children of Divorce Speak, it will bring any normal person to tears. So I, I just don't buy it that they think unhappy marriages should end in divorce, so to speak. And, and even so, if someone wanted to say that, well, then how should these separations be managed? Let's talk to the people prior to marriage. If someone says, oh, I want to be able to get on my marriage when I'm unhappy, well, then what kind of separation plan do you want? What principles should be used to decide property and support custody? Because the court's going to take over. Well, that that leads us into our next uh, subject, which is when is the time, the best time for couples to think about their own marriages and keeping them true biblical marriages? Uh, the best time is now or yesterday. Um, <laughs> you know, whether someone's already married, whether someone's considering, you know, in a serious dating relationship, whether they want to be married, whether they're engaged, these are things that we need to have a public discussion about. Everyone should be thinking about this. You know, how do you make a marriage separate from this no-fault divorce counterfeit? Well, I agree with that, but isn't the, the best time is really, if you can, think about it before you get married. Well, definitely, because if, if someone is really pushing these questions, like, what are you going to do when you're unhappy, you're going to find out if your, you know, fiancé is really interested in a permanent marriage. And wouldn't you want to find that out before you start having children, rather than after? Uh, yeah, and before you get married and make that commitment. Because once you've made that marriage commitment, uh, the lawyers have to get involved if things get messy. Right? Um, sort of, yeah. If, if you're going to, yeah, a marriage crisis is managed in the divorce courts presently, and Mary's Advocates is working to change that. Right. And I can tell you, although Malcolm Baker doesn't have a divorce practice, we do get involved in some related areas. And uh, written agreements signed before marriage, which are called prenuptial agreements, are much more likely to be enforced legally than something that's signed after marriage. So this is certainly a reason to think about this before you get married. Well, you know more about that than I do. I'm just the one that's publicizing my research findings and putting together resources for people to use. Right. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Bay McFarlane about her ministry in upholding traditional Christian marriage and opposing no-fault divorce. How can Mary's advocates help couples seeking to commit their own marriages, commit to their own marriages and making them true Christian marriages? 
Well, as it is right now, people kind of think there's two forms of marriage. There's a state marriage and there's a church marriage. And, and I'm trying to educate people that that really doesn't make any sense. You can't both lease a car and buy a car at the same time. You're doing one or the other. So people should say, I intend a Christian marriage. And they should say it in writing. And they should spell out what that means. And they should spell out what they want to do in case of a crisis. Do they want to be managed in biblical principles? Or do they want some divorce judge to take over their children and property? Okay. And uh, can you help them do that? Yeah, we've got this resource called a True Marriage Proclamation Set. And virtually what it is, is it's a two-part document where the first part spells out in a general way what people intend with marriage. What do they intend about their property being shared and having a right to raise their children? And then the second part is literally an arbitration agreement. And that's a place where they sign something saying that when we have any kind of crisis, we want it managed by the arbitrator we designate. And the our, our True Marriage Proclamation set lets them designate that they want any conflicts managed in accordance with God's Word, the Bible. Um, I'm a Roman Catholic. We have a code of canon law, which gives procedures and principles for how to try to implement Christian principles, so they, they sign that too. Okay. And uh, can, can this be adapted if, if you're not Catholic? Can this be adapted to you? Well, the, the versions that we have available right now, there's one that says Catholic, and the other one says God's Word, the Bible. And the one that's not Catholic, it says they want it managed by the Christian Conciliation Institute for Christian Conciliation. Like, if they have a marriage crisis, that's who they want managing it. And um, if someone wanted to adopt it, we have a fancy version that people pay to get have made as a custom version, but we also make all the, the text available for free. You can download it as a PDF, so they can do with it whatever they want. Okay. Uh, would you um, would you think it would, might be a good idea uh, to uh, have a lawyer uh, review this and and make it a true prenuptial agreement if if it's going to be signed? Absolutely. Um, the document itself has a section for both a, a woman's lawyer, bride's lawyer, and a groom or husband's lawyer review it with them. And there's legal language, you know, that's just kind of I think it's boilerplate. Yes, I've had this reviewed by a lawyer, and the lawyer's explained it to me. But then also, different states have different rules about um, prenuptial agreements and arbitration. Um, maybe there's some things that are universal, that, you know, you live in Ohio and you get married, but then you end up moving to New Jersey. Um, a lawyer would know more how to tweak it. If they want to tweak it, they, it's their document. They can do whatever they want. Right. And, uh, and you can also tweak it, you know, according to, uh, you know, your own, uh, your own denomination or your own view so that, uh, you know, in... Uh, Catholics have their own um, their own groups that can help you manage this marital crisis, but there may be other kinds of arbitration, Christian arbitration groups uh, that are suited to other denominations, and so you can fit this agreement to make it work. Right, and, right, and and part of the reason that Mary's advocates put this together is there are constitutional principles about the limits of the states from just taking things from people. And with no-fault divorce, normal parents who didn't do anything terrible deserving separation of spouses are having their children taken and having their property taken. And they're being told by the lawyers, oh, this is just how we do it. And people feel that it's gravely unjust and they just don't know what to do about it. And we're trying to set people up in the beginning so that you're saying, I don't want to be part of that 
that process. That's not what I intend when I agreed to have children and start a family with somebody. Now, one of the one of the things that, that people should know is that the United both the United States Supreme Court and the Illinois Supreme Court have very strong rulings in favor of arbitration and arbitration agreements. Uh, I haven't seen any um, cases that involve uh, these kinds of arbitration agreements like you've got in your uh, marriage proclamation set um, been tested by these higher courts. But I think there's a really good um, avenue to approach this in a way that may be enforceable by the civil courts because ultimately that's what you're going to need to have happen even if you sign this marriage proclamation set if one party wants to get out of it and just go to the civil courts, the civil courts have got to recognize what you've done, right? That, that's the plan. I mean, take something simple as someone feeling unhappy as grounds for divorce. You know, a lot of uh, churches will say, look, you might have grounds for separation of spouses, but the grounds are going to be grave fault. And even so, it's going to be temporary separation. It's not going to be permanent separation unless there's adultery. So if that's written down in someone's church rules, or you can point to it in biblical principles, and that is the contract you agreed to before you had children, years later, if a state court says, oh, one of you says you feel like you're incompatible, therefore we have power to take over your children and property, that's a real legal question. That's Where did the state make up that power? That's right. And that's, uh, uh, and you know, it's it's kind of a uh, an irony, but the uh, recent case which legalized uh, gay marriage, if you will, uh, had some language in it, which is actually helpful because it makes marriage a fundamental right. So, you know, we're, we're looking to see if we can, we can challenge these no-fault divorce laws. And, and I also think that church leadership kind of got the wool pulled over their eyes during the sexual revolution in the 70s because no-fault divorce wasn't widely publicized for what it actually was going to end up doing when they started these laws, they kind of sold it to the public like, oh, when both people agree that they want a divorce and they're unhappy, we'll let them do that. And yeah. what's happening instead is forcing it on someone who doesn't want it, who believes their marriage can be saved with the right kind of help. That's right, Bay. I think we all got uh, the wool pulled over our eyes. We appreciate Bay McFarland for calling in today. How can our listeners learn more about your ministry and, and maybe make a contribution for its support? Oh, thanks, Whit. Um, Marysadvocates.org is the website, and um, my name is Bay McFarlane, and we're a nonprofit organization, so there's a donate button on the website. It's Mary's Advocates. Great. And my email and contact is there. Great, Bay. Thank you very much. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312 726 1243, again at 312-726-1243, or at malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. I'm Whit Brisky, partner at Malk and Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody. 